Hello and welcome to How to Be Human from ArtisanBusinessSolutions.com, where we tackle your questions about people in the workplace. My name is Dea Osborne and I'm an actor, writer, and development manager. And I'm Katherine Jenkins, though most folks just call me Jenkins, and I'm a people management consultant with Artisan Business Solutions. This is How to Be Human. Okay, this week's question is, what questions do you ask in an interview in order to make sure the candidate is hungry, humble, and smart? You know, I liked this question because it was just this week that I uh, gave a presentation to a small business incubator Mm -hmm. class around hiring employees. And and we talked about a lot of things, including (laughs) lots of legal stuff, lots of writing job posts and descriptions. But we talked about interviews and the whole interview process and really respecting that mutual respect that should happen around an interview table where both sides are interviewing the other mm-hmm. to make sure that it's it's a good fit. Yeah. So I thought this was a good question for you know where my headspace is at right now. This humble, hungry, and smart trio, for those who don't know, that comes from a book called The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni. It's shifting about how rather than looking for, say, the most technically proficient candidate, mm-hmm. you're looking for a particular kind of human mm-hmm. with the recognition that if they're the particular kind of human, they will be able to grow in uh, into mm-hmm. the space. And that you're looking for a team player. You're not mm-hmm. looking for that all-star who's off on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, you really want somebody who's able to work with, thrive with, and, and contribute to a larger team. Mm-hmm. So... When we think about interview questions, we were talking in that small business uh, incubator presentation about how there's a lot of qualities you might want in a person and it doesn't really help them to ask them outright, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to ask somebody if they're humble. Now, I will say I've met plenty of people who are not humble and will say outright that they are not humble because they do not view humility as a good quality. Yeah, yeah. The other trick with humility specifically, when you're looking at these interview questions, is an interview is a space where it is not inappropriate to tout our own accomplishments. I totally agree. I think you are the only person, it's an audition, so to speak. Once you get in the room, there's only you to sell you. So what are your highest value points that you can put out there? What are the accomplishments that you have to lay out on the table? You get this one shot out here to land this Mm -hmm. role, so to speak. Show me what you got. And we're both highly competent individuals. And so, I mean, I had to really learn how to how to speak up and say, you know, I'm really good at my job. And that was a challenge for me to learn how to do. So let's not confuse confidence with pride, like an inappropriate level of capacity. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're trying to frame a question that gets to the heart of whether they are a humble person, remember that we're looking for teamwork. We're looking for a team player. So framing a question, something like, give us an example of a time your work was saved by one of your team members. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter how competent they are. We've all had instances where we've made an error. We didn't have all the information, whatever it was. And we've had a team member come in and save us from ourselves or save us from the situation. And it's great to know that you're good Mm -hmm. at, at, at what you do, that you are competent, that you will be able to fulfill the role, but you really are looking for that person that can throw praise to their team members. You want that enthusiasm of, Oh my gosh. So this one time I was doing this and then this happened and Tommy, thank God for Tommy. Tommy showed up and Tommy, you're mm-hmm. looking for that very quick 
not necessarily, you know, we all have to pull these stories to the foreground. I'm mm-hmm. not suggesting mm-hmm. if somebody has to think about it, that they're not sincere. But you do want that sincere appreciation for the value of, in this case, former uh, co- co-workers. Yeah. You want somebody who's going to come in and be so grateful to be working with your team. And some of those are very easily identifiable in their indicators of how they introduce the information. My team and I did this. My team and I did that. We versus I, the way that person presents information of achievement, that is something that I try my best to practice. Mm-hmm. The we of of the team, we all achieved this. Sure. But sometimes that's not what people walk into an interview expecting, which is why having a specific question around yeah. it can be helpful. Because, well, like we were talking about, we're walking in trying to present ourselves in the best light. You're not hiring my team. You're hiring me. I, I left my team or I'm leaving You my are. Team. But if you're hiring for, say, a management position, mm-hmm. a huge part of what you do is manage, obviously. Right. So it doesn't, I mean, it does matter what you're walking into as far as what you do for a living. Sure. But at least 50% of your task is going to be managing other people. Mm-hmm. So I need to know how you feel about Absolutely. other people. people about working with teams and about how you present that information from former teams. Totally. I would just hesitate on making assumptions based on their initial framing. Give them the prompt. Be like, it is really important, this teamwork aspect. So we're going to go through a few questions and we're going to explore your teamwork experience. I'm not not suggesting that's the only indicator. I'm Mm -hmm. suggesting it's another additional. And if it's a freely offered way of communication Mm -hmm. to somebody, this is the way that they would talk to you about Mm -hmm. their team if their team was here right now. That is a good indicator that this is a team player, that even right now on the carpet when I'm in front of you, it's about the us. Right. Not the blaming, not I'm here because the team totally sucked <laughs> and right. the whole company went down in flames, but the I'm here because I had a great team and it was time to move on and I felt I could move on because it's running tight and good mm-hmm. and they can afford yeah. to promote from within. Or, and... you know, sometimes you, you ask questions around what are you going to miss most? Yeah. Because there can be really toxic work situations, but you still say, and I certainly have had this experience where you go, man, I do not miss that company. Yeah. But I miss my team. Yeah. I miss my team. Um, And that's a good indication, especially, you know, we all like to think we have good companies, but if you do have a good company to get that person in a healthy environment, if they were able to create and build and and nurture a team in a toxic environment, how much more will that show up in a healthy one? Absolutely. I do bump on the word hungry, however, and this could be from Mm -hmm. previous jobs. Hungry can mean desperation. Are you desperate enough to do whatever the frick I ask you to do? Right. This is a setup for possible abusive situation. I don't particularly care for the word of it. I understand that it can mean many things. Mm-hmm. I like to learn. So I would identify as a hungry worker because I like to consume right. and learn and, and take grow. However, that's not always what that word right. means. So, let, so when there's coding involved. Clarify yeah. how to ask questions to get a very specific. Again, you, you're not going to ask somebody if they're humble. Don't ask them if they're hungry. You're asking questions to kind of get at the heart of This is a specific meaning for this. So what I'm looking for in terms of hungry is somebody who wants to improve. So one of the questions that I used to ask when I was interviewing regularly, you know, there's a classic weakness question, right? What's Mm -hmm. your greatest weakness? Which, yeah, I, I I don't care for that. But what I developed as an alternative to that, that gets at this idea of continual improvement 
-hmm. which is one of Ab's values. It's one of our company's values. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it speaks to the positive potential meaning of hungry. This thirst for continual improvement, wanting to be a better person, wanting to learn more. So framing a question around in the last year, what's an area in your life that you identified as needing growth Mm -hmm. or um, needing change? And what are some steps that you have begun to take to reach that goal or Mm -hmm. that growth? And that can be in their personal life, that can be in their work life, but you're looking for self-awareness and initiative to make changes when they see it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the the point of the, what do you suck at question? (laughs) Um, When people are asking that, I think they're asking, are you humble enough to answer that question truthfully? Everybody has issues that they are working on. I have interviewed plenty of people that seem to think they're pretty much done. They're done. I am flawless. I don't want to work with that person because if they're that unself-aware that they have issues, I know I will have issues with that person. The issue with the what's your greatest weakness question is not to me the idea that people have a greatest weakness or that they should be aware of it. But it's it's been so used and people have so many trite answers for it. Of course. And so it's just finding ways to frame things that come at the same idea from a different angle. But I think that is the point is that that is something that they're trying to suss out is can you even admit when you've done something wrong or that you are not the best at something that you have room to grow to learn and things that you need to get better at and so I think this framing that I use of this question of identifying it and then those extra steps Mm -hmm. that gets at the both the humble and the hungry can Mm -hmm. you identify an area where you need to change and then what are the steps that you're taking are you motivated to make a change in yourself? Less about your career. Right. More about that motivation just to seek for better. Yeah. As, as a person, mm-hmm. I want to be better. Which therefore leans into the, for me, smart. Uh-huh. That there is more out there that you can always grow. Right. You can always learn. You can yeah. always get better. You can always build on your knowledge base, on your resume. These questions can help you form something that I find in nonprofit, they seem to do much more frequently than Mm -hmm. out in, I guess, the rest of corporate America, America, is that they don't hold it against you. If you haven't done that specific Mm -hmm. job before, what they're looking for is what these questions are asking for. Are you intelligent? Do you enjoy learning things? Do you strive to Mm -hmm. reach goals that you have set for yourself? Mm -hmm. Because if you can do all of those things, Mm -hmm. then you can do this job. It's more open to working with the type of human than any other kind of work I've ever seen. Much more so than will you fit in our zeitgeist of our world. We're all golfers or we're all whatever or we all watch the game or we're all whatever. And that's so pigeonholy versus the Mm -hmm. other more enlightened ways. And within the humble, hungry, smart framework, smart has, you know, you want somebody who's intelligent but it's looking most specifically for emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. within this framework. So just like hungry can have multiple definitions and smart has multiple definitions. The emphasis is on the ability to adapt to a different social dynamic, Mm -hmm. to um, not be so, and going back to the humility thing, not be so caught up in this is how I do it, that you can't adjust to other people. Being able to read a room, being able to empathize. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a person who's highly intelligent, who has a high IQ, that's fine. And that might be useful. But if they have a low EQ, if they have a low emotional intelligence, you're going to end up sorry. Yeah. And so this smart aspect puts an emphasis 
first on the emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. on the ability to navigate other humans with a secondary aspect of, of IQ. So a lot of this is your interpretation of the individual words. And this is then coming from, and this is why it's important to know that this framework comes from a specific book. Yes. And I can link to that in the show notes Mm -hmm. so people can reference that. But asking these questions that get not to a particular answer that includes one of these words, but really that gets to that heart behind it. The idea. Yeah. The theme. All right. If you have any questions that you want to fire away at us, you can do that at artisanbusinesssolutions.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for our full lineup and visit us on all of our social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Quora. I'm Dea Osborne. And I'm Catherine Jenkins. And this has been How to Be Human. Mm-hmm.